All right, well, so I get to now share a fairly simple message because we've got some, some little kids who understand and we've got some big kids who need to stay awake. And so this morning, if your mom or dad start dozing off, just nudge them, okay, and say, I'm going to test you on the memory verse later. Is that cool? Can we do that? So I want to know, by a show of hands, who likes to receive a present? Let's have a look. Ooh. Okay, you can put your hand down. Who likes to give a present? Yeah. Okay, who thinks they are the biggest present monster in their house? Put up your hand. Who's the one who gets most excited about Christmas? Wow. So if you have your Bible here, won't we turn to the book of Matthew? That's in the, in the New Testament, the first book for the kids. We're going to go to Matthew, book, Matthew chapter 2. Now many of us know the story out of Matthew is that that's when Jesus came to be with us. In Matthew chapter 1, there's an angel that's talking and he's saying, do not be worried. This baby that is growing inside of Mary is in fact Jesus. And you know what he uses? He uses an interesting word. He says, this is Yeshua. And that means this is Jesus who will save us. This is Jesus who will save us. And so let's get on to Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to start at Matthew 2, verses 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where this Christ was to be born. And so they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people." Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the, the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over the young child, where the young child was. When they saw the star... They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, of frankincense, and of myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. How cool is that? That the first time we hear about Jesus, people are bringing Jesus a gift. Hey, isn't that a cool thing that they bring Jesus a gift? Here it is, hey, Emmabel. Mm. And so let's, the wise men are not just wise men. They were really, really, really clever, smart men. 
The Bible says they were called magi. So that means that they were guys who were astrologers. They looked at the stars and they were like clever, clever quantum scientists. So think about the cleverest person you know and that's the wise men. And it said they came to worship Jesus. That means they came with an attitude to bow down and to praise Jesus. It also said that Herod was troubled. He was troubled. You know what that word means? That he was agitated in his spirit because he believed something that wasn't true. Because Herod didn't want Jesus to be the king, did he? Herod wanted to be the king. And so he was planning to get rid of Jesus. But I want to say a couple of things. The first is that Bethlehem, was Bethlehem a city under lights? No, it wasn't. Bethlehem was a small little town. It wasn't a fancy place. It was just a little town. And Jesus was born where? In a palace? Nope. In a stable. He was born in a stable. And so we had these very, very clever men traveling from very, very, very far to bow down because they have believe and they know that the whole of the Old Testament is saying, there's a king coming, there's a king coming, there's a king coming. Now, what was the first gift that they gave him? James, what? Gold. They gave him gold. And so the first gift that they gave him was gold. So they gave him gold, and what did we get in return? We got a king. Okay, let's go to Isaiah. Has anyone got their Bible? Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 9, if you've got your Bible. The whole of the Old Testament is shouting out to this moment in history where Jesus is going to be there, and Jesus is going to come and save his people, and Jesus is going to become the king. And so Isaiah chapter 9, if you have a highlighter, highlight this, because it's wonderful. Because this is what was foretold of Jesus. It's the fourfold purpose of his name. And it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and his peace there will be no end. Those are the four names of Jesus they speak about in the Old Testament. The first one is Wonderful Counselor. How many of the kids know? Those are big words. How many know that, what that means? Anybody got an idea? Marcus, you got an idea? It's a great word. Hey? Okay. Wonderful Counselor. It says that he's our living word. He's our source of guidance. He's our truth. He is our way. That is what it means to be a wonderful counselor. The second one is a mighty God. Show me your muscles. Your AJ. Mighty God. What that actually means is that he's our hero. He's that he is the hero of the entire Old Testament has arrived. The mighty God, the warrior, has arrived to save his people. The everlasting father. He is everywhere, all the time. He's at all your sports matches. He's there when you're going to bed. He's there when you wake up. He's there all the time, and he loves you. He is the everlasting father. And finally, he is the prince of peace, that he cares about our well-being. He cares about our souls. He cares about who we are. The indwelling of his spirit wants to be with us. And so the whole Old Testament says, the king is coming. Here comes the king. And the wise men, they walk for ages. The east is far from Bethlehem, okay? 
They didn't have any jets or planes or trains. They had none of that. They walked a very long way. And what did they do when they got to him? They bowed down and they worshiped him. And they said, rejoice, the king is here. And they gave him gifts of gold and of frankincense and of myrrh. So this morning, I want to say, I brought some gifts of gold. Who's being brave? Who wants to open up a gift of gold for me? Why did none of the parents have their hands up? Okay, there we go. A gift of gold. Now, how many of you know gold is a pretty, it's a pretty fancy thing. It's a pretty rare commodity. Gold, hey, is it expensive? Marcus, yeah, it's very expensive. Let me tell you a story. My, group, my dad, Hannah's grandpa, used to be a thing called a geologist. It's a big word for someone who digs big holes in the ground. And he looks for things like gold and diamonds. And you know, they would used to spend, there was a thousand people on the mine and they would dig for a whole week and they would bring out truckloads of dirt and sand and rock so that they could get one bar worth of gold. But it was worth it to do all of that for one bar of gold. That's how precious gold actually is. So I decided to bring a gold present. Come, Mark, come, Sana, come. Do you want to open it up? What do you think's inside of it? You want to shake it? So when I think of gold, I think of royalty. I think of a king. So open it up for me. Let's see what's in there. We've got a cautious opener here. You can tear it. It's okay. We really wrapped this box very well. Well done. Okay. Sheesh, mom, he wants to keep the wrapping paper for you here. <laughs> Isn't there an excitement about what is in the box? There's an expectation. What's in the box? You want to show everyone what's in the box? Turn it over. What is that? What does die? You don't know. What is it? Gold strings. It's what? Gold strings. It's gold what? Gold strings. No, it's not gold strings. Looks like. It looks like that. What is it? Rings. It's what? Rings. It's gold rings. Wow, there's a whole bunch of gold rings. You can go give those to somebody. There's some beautiful gold rings. So when I think about gold, I think about... You can take those. Thank you. I'll keep one. Well done. There's gold rings. And so there's a gold ring like this. Now, how many of you have a gold ring on one of your fingers? Usually on your left hand, about the fourth finger. Not yet, Danny. Okay, so you have a gold ring on your finger. Now, 17 years ago, I took a moment where I made a covenant before God, and I said, with this ring, I will marry you, and I'll choose to love you for all my days, for better, for worse, for sickness, and in health. You know what? This morning, when we give gold to, the, to God, that ring reminds me that we're part of a family. I wear a ring every day that says, you're part of a family, you're part of something amazing. That's my wedding ring. Now, I have another gold ring, and it's not a knuckle duster, Okay? The one on this hand is what they call a signet ring, okay? The signet ring. 
And all the boys in our family get a signet ring when they turn 21. And the signet ring is something that has our family crest on it. And that means that I'm a miller. Well, actually, I'm a Mackay from Scotland, but that's okay. And that's what it means, is that it's actually a signet ring. Now, in the olden days, a king would wear a signet ring, and whenever there was an official document, he would sign it with the seal. And he would say, I'm the king, and this is my seal that I'm signing it with. And this morning, the ring that we give to the king, it says, I'm signing you with my seal, that you are a son and a daughter of the king. Is that cool? So I gave a, a gift of a gold ring. Cool, eh? Who wants to open the next box for me? Oh, AJ, come here. Is this an exciting box, AJ? Come. Right, you ready? Don't tell everyone what it is. That's for me. There you go. Show them. Is it heavy? No. Okay. What's in there, AJ? Put it on. <gasps> what is it, AJ? A crown. It's a what? A crown. Oh, it's a frisbee. No, it's a crown. It's a crown. It's a crown. Now, who usually wears a crown, AJ? A king. A who? A king. A king. So crowns are worn by a king. Crowns are worn by royalty. And this morning we say, Jesus, you are the king. Jesus, you are the royalty. You are the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords. And we want to say, we crown you King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's amazing that in the Bible, it says a couple of things that there will be a crown bestowed upon the King. It also says that we get to wear a crown. It says in 1 Peter 5, when the great shepherd appears back to us, you will receive a crown of my glory. It says in Psalm 103, it says, He redeems our lives from the pit, and He crowns us with love and with mercy. So this morning, we receive a king, but you know what He does? He gives us a crown, a crown of love and of mercy. Well done, AJ. You can go have a seat with your beautiful crown. Give him a clap. Well done, AJ. Now, who wants to open my last golden box? Oh, Jessica, come. Oh, this one sounds exciting. What do you think it is, Jess? Hey? Okay. Oh, not such a cautious unwrapper. Okay. Go for it, Jess. Wow. What is it? Oh. What is it? A necklace. A what? A necklace. A beautiful gold necklace. Well done, Jess. <laughs> now, I want to ask you a question. Whose mom wears some beautiful gold necklaces or earrings? Are they beautiful? How many of you want to pretend to wear them? Bench, put, bench, put your head, hand down. 
Okay. Now, I want to say to you that in the Bible, it tells us in, in 1 Peter 3, it says, Do not let your beauty or your adorning be external, but let your adorning be hidden, the hidden person of your heart, with an imperishable beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which in God's sight is precious. Today, I'm not talking about jewelry. I'm talking about the gift of Jesus that makes us beautiful to the world. It's more fine than any jewelry you could ever wear. It's more radiant than any sparkling diamonds. The love of Jesus is something that we want to show. So this morning, we know that the, the, the wise men bought Jesus gold because he was the king. And so this morning, I bought a ring because it symbolized that we're part of his family, that we belong. We bought a crown because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but he in return wants to give us a crown of love and of mercy. And then we got jewelry, beautiful gold jewelry, because God, when we put Christ on, we become more and more attractive. And that's exciting. Those are beautiful gifts. But there's one more gift I brought today. And this gift doesn't look so nice, does it? It doesn't look as appealing as the gold gifts with the bow. It's decent. It's a Willie's bag. Sorry. Anyway, so, so we've got one more gift. And this is the gift that Jesus wants from us the most this Christmas. And in a way, it's, it's more precious than, than the gold ring or the gold that we can bring. Now it's in a checkers bag, okay? But this present sometimes we think doesn't look so good. Sometimes it's not so well wrapped. But this is what we need to bring. You see, when the wise men came, they brought three gifts. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But they also brought something else. They came and they rejoiced and they worshiped the king. And they came and they bowed down. It said they bowed down before the king of kings. And so this morning, the last gift we need to give Jesus is just this. It's just this. It's our heart. It's our heart. Because when we give him this, we get him in return. When we give him our hearts, he gives us all of that other stuff in return. And we say, Lord, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I want to give you this. This is the most gold thing I've got to give you. And he returns it with love and with life and with the glory of God. And so our hearts are actually designed to worship the King. Our hearts are designed to worship him. And this is the gold you can bring. Now, for some of us, our gold is not wrapped in amazing things. But hey, neither was Bethlehem. It wasn't the fanciest town. And you know what? Jesus wasn't born in a palace. He was born in a stable. And the wise men of the time came and they worshipped him and they bowed down because they knew that it was Jesus. Despite what the world would aspire to something, it was Jesus, the hope of the world. And so they brought him gold, but he returned us with a king. And this morning, there's an invitation for us to know the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In, Ro in Romans 10, it's an amazing scripture. It says, in Romans 10 verse 19, it says, If we confess with our mouths and we believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, we will indeed be saved. And so this morning, I want to finish with a memory verse. And I'm going to tell you quickly, the kids have got a little bit of a head start on you. They learned this last week. 
but they're gonna test you. And this is how we bring our gold before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it's a simple trick. It comes out of John 1 verses 12. And it says the following, it says, but to all, that's all of us, but to all who did receive this gift of the King, for all of us who received it, for all of us who believed it, we have the right to be called children of God. Amen. Can we pray? Father God, this morning, we thank you, Lord, that that glorious day where Jesus broke out of heaven and arrived here is the greatest gift ever. We thank you for the great gift of Jesus Christ. We thank you that Jesus is indeed the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord, that on those, on those days the, the wise men brought gold to symbolize that you indeed are a king, that you are the King of kings. And this morning, Father God, we ask that we would understand that you indeed are the king and that we would receive you for ourselves. That, Father, that we gave gold, but we received a king in return. And I pray, Father, for every heart, every boy, every girl, every mom, every dad here, that they would truly know that Jesus is the greatest treasure that the world has ever known. And that, Lord, that as we get into Christmas, as we unwrap Christmas, may we know the person who is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the hope of the world. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.